everyone, and welcome to Crypto Zoomology. This is Kyle, and as always, I am joined by. Hi, guys, it's Lorna. Hi, oh, it's and the kid. It's Drew with an empty head. And so, uh, this. Oh, it's fine. We like the kids. I mean, they just got Halloween candy, so yes, you may have a piece of candy too. I want a piece of candy. Tell them you have some Friday. Okay. So, listeners, sorry, there was a bug. Uh, this week, I am going to cover two kind of silly events in history. Uh, because next year, starting in January, I'm going to do what I'm calling the Year of Man-Eaters. Which are basically wor- real-world animals, such as a lion, grizzly, etc., that have decided humans are prey and have actively hunted down to kill humans. And so all so most of next year I'm gonna cover uh what is a man eater, the top ten uh, I guess the best way to put it is the top ten most popular man eater stories, but I the have- highest body count ones. <laughs> Well, I had to cut one out because Lorna already covered one in an episode and none of us realized it. Uh, it was during the werewolf episode, the Beast of... Jevudon. That one. Uh, gotcha. Which uh, on the list was ranked number five for the most prophetic uh, man-eater. Mm-hmm. So... I, I kind of cut that one out of my list because we've already covered it. Uh, I'll talk about it more, a little bit more uh, for my first Maneater episode. But uh, yeah, all of pretty much all of next year, all of my episodes are going to need a content warning and they are going to do with a lot of dark subject matter. That's going to be fun. Yeah. Plus, I mean, y'all can ask Lorna and Drew. I have been wanting to do a Maneater episode for ever since pretty much the start of the podcast, if I remember right. it's I kept trying to find a way to do it. And next year, I think it'd be fun to do, like, all the big stories. And, you know, talk it's about- cool. You've got, like, a whole year planned out. Uh, honestly, it's a little sad. Or I guess it's a little scary that there's enough of these big stories to make a year's worth of episodes. I mean, that's, I mean... that's completely fair. And all of them, like, all but maybe two of the man-eaters. I'm going to put my phone on silent before it beeps again. Uh, all but maybe two of the man-eaters, which uh, the animals that they are, it kind of, you'll be like, yeah, I can kind of see it. But uh, eight of them, it's kind of human's fault why they're man-eaters. Like, mm-hmm. why, I believe it. why they did it. I 100% agree. Uh, I was talking to Zora. The two, oh, just a little this. spoiler for next okay, year, okay. it's going to be several months before I get to these two. Uh, the two that our question whether or not humans did it is an alligator and a crocodile and they kind of eat everything so yeah they 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 were just kind of assholes possibly it's because they got big they got oh, they got all those teeth and no toothbrush 
<laughs> That's a good movie. <laughs> Wonderful movie. No, no, Lorna. It's because they have a large Abdullah um, Abdullah Ablamgata. <laughs> Madula Ablangata? That's that's the fucking word. I'm <laughs> I almost called you Nikki there, and I was like, no, his name wasn't Nikki in that one. Wasn't it Bobby? It was Bobby. Bobby Bo- Bobby Boucher. Yeah. But my, Fantastic but my, movie. I love my favorite it. movie is Little Nikki, just just because of the list. Little Nikki is Little Nikki is probably one of my favorites. Uh that one in Big Daddy. Wedding singer. I, I love the wedding singer. I vaguely remember wedding singer. Uh, watch it. I will. I'll put it's it. It's got on. um, um, it's got Billy Idol in it. <laughs> uh, don't worry, listeners. We'll get back to the show in a minute. Another one I really like is Fifty First Dates. That's my all time. That's a I, good one. Such a good all time favorite, but. Uh, my dad's not a big Adam Sandler fan, but he really likes that movie too. That's a fantastic movie. He he, re- he that one and uh, I think it's called Bedtime Stories, where he's yeah Bedtime Stories. Yeah, that's not a bad one. It's a good one. Um, I feel bad for I feel bad for him in the majority of it though. Hubie Halloween was really cute, oh, ridiculous, but so cute. <laughs> Did you it's- see that uh, Jason's son? Dressed up as Hubie Halloween yep. for Red Ribbon Week. Mm-hmm. That was the cutest thing. It's like uh, Hubie Halloween felt like when Bobby got older. It's not uh, that same kind of voice to it. <laughs> but Lord had a cigarette. No, it's a candy stick. Okay. Oh, I love I those candy. I... The early. It's a, it's a Batman <laughs> one. Rachel. I actually, uh, I don't know if I could still do it, but I actually used to be, uh, be able to do Nikki's voice. Do it. Okay. Adrian, get the flash. Parents dying. Yeah. That's not bad. Oh, my, fa- my favorite one is Popeye's chicken is the shiznit. That one's a good one. I got it, Popeye's it's, it's just like, down the road for me. I got, I got. I fucking love that Ozzy's in that movie too. Yeah. I gotta have like the lit, like the lit here, and then it's it's. I really want to cosplay little Nikki, but think about it's like it's gonna be so hot if I ever do it. So it's gonna be a winter month when I do it. Yeah, the big coat. Fair. You know, with the hoodie, like white suit. When he went to heaven, the white tracksuit. Yes, yes. I might do that. Uh, All right, so back to our regular show. (laughs) Hey, look, it wouldn't be cryptozoology if we didn't do this. That's fair. Let me now. I gotta get my notes pulled up. Uh, but yes, listeners. So because next month we're all doing a a a Yule themed cryptid, and then we got the anniversary show. And my birthday, and all these other things happening. And Yule itself. Yule itself. Uh, and then January is when I'm going to start the Maneaters. So I figured before that, we're just going to deal with some silly, silly historical events. Uh, one I mentioned last week was the Great Emu War. And that's where we're going to start. And then we'll start, we'll do the uh, Summer of the Shark afterwards 
Because it's the shorter one. Groovy. Ah. But, uh, so, the Great Emu War started almost immediately after the end of World War One, a.k.a. the Great War, the war to end all wars. So, seeing how we had World War Two, that was a lie. It was supposed to be the war that ended all wars, but... <laughs> they lied to us. When greed and power are still a thing, it will not be anything to end anything. Uh, but yeah, after the end of World War One, several <laughs> veterans from Australia came home to try to continue their lives as normal. But as always with, you know, government and veterans, uh, government doesn't really take care of their veterans. Ah. I'm uh, as someone who has a grandfather, a father, and two brothers who are veterans. Government does not take care of our veterans, and so when uh, these soldiers came home, uh, their jobs had been taken. Uh, people have moved into their homes, things like that. So the government basically said, "Hey, go out to the west of Australia." where uh, there's a bunch of land, uh, we'll loan you money for the land. They didn't give them the land. We'll loan you money for the land, and you just pay us back. So that's what these soldiers did. <laughs> they basically got out there and discovered that this land was uh, kind of shit. Nothing would grow. Everything would die. And so... Uh, yeah, the only thing that would really grow was wheat. And after the wheat were rabbits that came and started eating all the wheat. Those rascally rabbits. Those rascally rabbits. <laughs> Don't worry, we're getting to the emus. Evil. So the farmers decided to do, you know, the smart thing and put up fences to stop the rabbits and the dingoes and all the other critters that were coming onto the farm. And then a giant catastrophe happened. Can either one of you guess what happened next? A drought. What, Drew? I don't know if I want to. Go ahead, take a guess. No, I'm scared to. The Great Depression happened. Oh, oh. that so yeah, some drought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That actually that bit. was one of the major factors was drought. So yeah, the Great Depression hit. Uh the cost for bread was rising, so the soldiers were supposed to uh harvest their wheat. Load it on a train, send it to town, it gets processed into bread, all of that. While this was happening, the government kept saying, no, no, your money's on the way for the wheat. Don't worry, it's on the way, it's coming. Sure. And then after a while, the soldiers got tired of waiting, so they decided they weren't going to harvest wheat anymore. So, now there's just... Fields and fields of wheat that isn't being harvested, and it's just kind of out there. 
the government is telling this uh, veterans to start loading the wheat. The veterans are saying, no, we want our money. We're doing work. We want to be paid for it. And so that Bitch was better kind have of, my money. yeah, that was kind of the climate <laughs> for a little while. yeah. And then, uh, 20,000 emus arrived. <laughs> okay. 20,000. 20,000. That's a lot. And that was just at the start. That's more than my first car. Good God. That's more people than my hometown. No. <laughs> Uh, so the common belief is that at the most western point of Australia is where the emus like to gather for mating and things like that. And then For their after evil mating ways. season, say what, Lorna? For their evil ways. Yes. Uh, after, nice. After, you know, the sex, <laughs> they run off back into Australia. <laughs> And it just so happens, you know, their orgy party run right through all this wheat farm. Oh, no. Yeah. So the soldiers decided to send a message to the one branch of government they still kind of trusted, which was uh, the Ministry of Defense, a.k.a. the military. Uh, they told the military, hey, look, we got a lot of emus out here. The fences are not stopping the emus. They are literally running through these things. And now They're running rampant. <laughs> there's so much emu sex going on. We don't know what's happening. EBRD. And so because the emus were running through the fences, uh, the rabbits were getting into the wheat farms they were eating. The dingoes were coming in to eat the rabbits. There was just... And taking the babies. <laughs> <laughs> That's something I will discuss January when I discuss what a man-eater is because that case does come up a lot. But, uh, so yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you get that reference. But, uh, so the military decided, okay, here's what we're gonna do. We will send you military support, but the only people allowed to shoot the guns at the emus are the people currently in the military. The veterans aren't allowed to do it. Uh, the government... Hey, on. The government was going to have to pay for, uh, I believe, ammunition... Then the farmers were going to have to provide food and housing for the soldiers, and they were going to have to pay uh, the soldiers for their time, something like that. Uh, let me double check my notes real quick. Makes sense. Uh, yeah, there, there was a lot of, uh, you know, government sent soldiers... Farmers pretty much had to do take care of those soldiers. So, for 20,000 emus, how many soldiers do you think were sent? Probably only ten. Lower. Are you serious? Five? 
Lower. Three. Two. Three. Wow. Okay. And one of them wasn't much of a soldier. He His job was to drive a truck. <coughs> the government also decided to send a video crew. Yes, Drew? 300 Australian style with only three. <laughs> yeah. Not horribly wrong. But uh, they also decided to send a camera crew because the government believed that if Australians went to a movie theater and watched, you know, their military force decimating emus, it would raise morale and uh, people would start wanting to go back to work, et cetera, et cetera. It failed horribly. Oh, I had I'm a sure feeling. it did. I mean, as awesome as it sounds. So, uh, they were, the three soldiers were sent with, uh, I think only two machine guns. I was going to say, please say shotgun. And nope. Uh, double, let me double check. Uh, it doesn't say. Uh, they were sent with like two machine guns. And a few thousand rounds of ammunition. And one truck. Remember the truck. The truck will be important for later. I will remember the truck. Uh, when the three soldiers arrived, they arrived to find a field with about 1,000 emus uh, standing in front of them. Uh, they loaded their guns. They opened fire. And they... Probably killed about 50. <laughs> nice. It is, be it is because the government underestimated the emus, overestimated their soldiers, and so the emus' feathers made the birds look a lot bigger than they were. Uh, so pretty much the soldiers were shooting feathers. And uh, they only managed to hit a couple of the birds and kill them. Oh, wait, what? Actually, I don't think they killed any of the birds in the first. No, they didn't kill any of the birds the first attack. They <laughs> only killed a couple. Do they only killed maybe a dozen later on that day. They found like a dozen bodies later that day. Uh Okay. So that started on November 2nd. The next significant battle, quote unquote, was November 4th, where the three soldiers had established an ambush near a local dam and found about a thousand more emus in the heading towards them. This time, uh, the gunners waited for the birds to be Closer before they opened fire. Okay. And they actually managed to do a little bit of damage. Uh, to 12 more birds. Because <laughs> after that, the guns jammed. Oh, of course uh, they did! <laughs> yeah. Uh, next was pretty much these three soldiers and this camera crew following the birds and in pretty much a Betty Hill style comedy, uh, anytime they tried to attack the birds, 
the guns would jam. They would only hit a couple of the birds. It was, it was a mess. And then we get to the truck incident. Oh no! Did the emus like pack the, the truck? truck? No, they took the truck. <laughs> no, I wish that would have happened. That would be funny. But what did happen is almost as funny. Uh, one of the soldiers was sitting there holding his machine gun, watching the birds run, and he was like, you know, if I stood on top of the truck while holding my gun, we could chase these birds, and I could shoot them from the truck, and we'd be able to get more. In the words of Red Foreman, dumbass. The driver thought that was a brilliant idea. Oi. So they did that. The gunner was not able to send off a single shot because he kept falling around in the truck and he couldn't keep a hold of the gun because, you know, Australian roads weren't that paved. It was mostly dirt roads and lots of rock. Hell, our roads here are shit. I mean... So the whole time, this guy is trying to hold on to his gun, and he keeps... It's green. Looks yeah, like it's making all yeah. kinds of time. But yeah, he is just... Oh, okay. He was trying to hold on to his gun as best he can, but he kept following, falling back into the truck, and he wasn't able to get a single shot on any emus. Okay, that... Actually reminds me of a mission in Far Cry 3 when you leave the temple after saving one of your friends, you are to get in the back of a truck, and it's so hard to aim that thing because the roads are yes bumpy and all that. I'm like, okay, that that's mm. <laughs> love that game though. Uh one of the soldiers is quoted to saying the machine gunner's dream of point blank fire in this. Masses of emus were soon dissipated. The emu command had evidently ordered guerrilla tactics, and it, its unwieldy army soon split up into smaller units that made use of the military equipment uneconomical. <laughs> guerrilla warfare emus. I love it so much. I want a movie. We'll get to that in a minute. Oh. Uh, I don't know if we should be worried or not. After the after what I like to call the uh, truck incident, they the three soldiers went home. They were done. They were I can tired imagine. Of, they were tired of this bullshit. They wanted to go home. Please tell me the movie is like a sci-fi special. We'll get to that. Ah, oh, the anticipation. Uh, okay, Dr. Frankenfurter. <laughs> so, that's, that's, I love that line so much. Uh, by the end of the first war, mm -hmm. they... Ho, 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 hold up. Yeah, I just, I wanted to make sure that part was heard. By the end of it, uh, the three soldiers had only shot about 2,500 of their several thousand rounds. 
And uh, it is one of the soldiers wrote that they killed a few hundred of the emus. And a lot of people are calling bullshit on that one. They don't even think they made it that far. They didn't do shit. Yes, Drew? Just, oh. just gonna just, just gonna listen. Not gonna uh, try anything about it. Around this time, the uh people that were making the move the uh the people that went with the soldiers to make the movie, they released the movie that they made of the soldiers getting their ass kicked by the emus, and the Australian people were rooting for the emus. What? They were just kind of like, look, emus. I would. The emus I, mean, were, I mean, yeah, but I'm just like, what the fuck? They're just kind of natural animals that are just, they're not hurting anyone. Uh, they're just kind of doing their own thing. They're eating wheat. We're not getting any of the wheat. Why should we root for a government that's not helping us? I mean. After the three soldiers returned to the minister, Ministry of Defense, Guess what happened? I don't want to know. The government basically told him to go back. Uh, the government was like, look, we got, we're still in the middle of the Great Depression. We've got nothing else going on. Just try harder. Go back. Try again. <laughs> try, try again. Uh, so the three soldiers returned. Once again, they got their ass kicked and they went home. Uh, this time, uh, because we are kind of at the end of the story of the Great Emu War, uh, the farmers were still not sending any wheat, and uh, someone working for the ministry was sitting there one day, and he goes, you know, all of these farmers are former soldiers. Why don't we just give them the guns? <laughs> Whoa, really? Y'all think? I swear. <laughs> Another person in the government was like, hey, that's a good idea. Let's do that. And then and let's introduce a bounty for the emus and start paying these former soldiers to take care of the problem. Guess what happened? A lot did more it. emus started dying. What of the wheat started to get more protected? Whoa. Yeah. So, because they actually sat down, thought about it, and gave people that were trained to shoot these creatures guns and let them shoot these creatures, uh, several, where is it? Uh, it is believed that several thousand emus were killed during the Great Emu War after the farmers were allowed to start shooting at the birds. Uh, one of the three soldiers... Hmm. <laughs> oh, I can't... Where's his quote? He had a really good quote. Oh, I can't find it. One of the original three soldiers went up there. Uh, he wrote to the government... Uh, talking about how these birds were using guerrilla warfare to fight the three of them. 
And at the end of his letter, he's like, hey, on the bright side, we've suffered no casualties. That's good. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty much the uh, story of the Great Emu War. Uh, after the war ended, the Great Depression was still going on and the farmers still weren't sending wheat. And the government still wasn't paying them for the wheat. So, and it was Aye. kind of a kick in the butt when they're like, well, you're paying us for the birds. Why can't you pay us for the wheat? Because it's not priority. Yeah. Uh, da -da -da. Because warfare is priority over anything else. Yeah. Bastards. But uh, for anyone, Wondering about the emu uh, population. Still to this day, emus are considered safe in Australia. Like their population is thriving. They have nothing to worry about. And I believe the emu and kangaroo are the two animals on the Australian coat of arms. I could be wrong. I know the emu is one. I don't know about the kangaroo. I might be wrong on that one. But, uh... Well, that's groovy. <laughs> uh... Yeah, that's pretty much the story of the Great Emu War. Uh, let me talk about... The, the movie! Because Lorna wants to know about the movie. Uh, in 2019... A musical adaption of the story was workshopped in, is this Australia? Let me double check. Yes. Uh, down in Australia, there is a town that has a musical performance of the <laughs> event. And <laughs> Rob Schneider is currently working on trying to make a movie about the Great Emu War. Uh the last update was that Netflix is very interested in making it, and it was slated to come out in 2022, but since we're at the end of 2022, it'll probably be 2023 if it's still happening. All right. I was hoping it'd be like a sci-fi sci channel special. We'll talk like, to you know, Snakehead Terror... Isn't David giving the camping gear? Like cyber emus with like Kano robots. No, mutated. 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 Ones. Yes. Right. Mutated, uh, where they have like like teeth, like hey. little fangs, like kind of lining the top of their just beak. Ignore Ruth. They have a relaxing, okay? Because I don't know what the fuck. Why, I don't know why Drew. the fuck you can't think, you know? You're not You're muted. not muted. Sorry. I thought I was. I have no idea how much I'm going to have to edit on that. I don't. I don't even know how I was unmuted. I muted myself. I I don't know what y'all were talking about. I just heard you talking to Truett, and I was like, "Uh, bro." Sorry, so, I don't know how I got unmuted. I stayed muted. It's all right. Um. Yeah, uh, listeners. In case I don't know how much I'm going to have to edit because I don't want to put Drew and Truett's conversation out there uh yeah rob snyder is trying to make a movie about the emu war and it 
Let me look up real quick to see if it's still happening because Netflix was interested in doing it and it was supposed to come out later this year, but we're at the end of this year. See, I was hoping it would be like a sci-fi channel special, like Snakehead Terror, Sharktopus, those kind of things. Like, I love Sharktopus. It was so bad. The Uh, Goblin Shark one. And then, like, they would have to be mutated emus. So, like, they'd have, I I, I don't know, something weird about them. Like, they'd have fangs or, like, all these little, like, fucked up canine teeth. Like, um, like a... (laughs) Uh, I mean, they're already kind of terrifying because when when they hiss, it's just like hello. But like, yeah, no, I think a really fun like sci-fi channel special movie would be hilarious. Doesn't, uh, doesn't Eight Legged Freaks? If it, I know Eight Legged Freaks was an actual movie, but didn't it, wasn't it a special first and then a movie or no? I sci-fi had remember. their own spider movie. <sighs> okay. Sci-fi has a ton of creature. Flicks. Like, I remember Eight-Legged Freaks coming out, and then Sci-Fi did a knockoff, like, probably within a couple of months of it coming out, if I remember right. It was quick. Nothing, nothing beats Eight-Legged Freaks. I'm sorry, David Arquette. That was a good one. I mean, Arachnophobia is good. I think I've seen that one with my friend Crystalline. It's on Tubi. I still will not watch Sharknado. No. Look. She's a bitch. Sharknado gets fucking wild. I think I've been on this right before on here. Yo, I'm not trying to convince y'all to watch it. Y'all don't have to watch it. I just, Sharknado had a moment where it went back in time and there was Sharknado versus Tyrannosaurus Rex. These movies got weird. <laughs> Which okay. isn't saying much about a movie about a tornado full of sharks, but also I think Chris Jericho was in one of them. Interesting. Uh, before, oh, that would have made a good segue into Summer of the Shark, but I wanted to talk about something first. So, but uh, have I told my emu story on the podcast before? No, but I have one too. Okay. So, when I, this was before Devin was born, or it may have been when mom was pregnant with Devin. Uh, Yeah, let me pause the podcast and do something real fast. Okay. Uh, Yeah, sorry, listeners. I was going to get my dad to tell the emu story, but I think he's busy tonight, so I'm just going to tell it. And uh, Devin, if you're listening to this, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Love you. All right. So, yes, I don't think Devin was around. I don't think Devin was born when this happened. Because it was just dad, Chris, and I in the truck or my dad's Jeep. I think it was his truck. Uh, We were driving along a road. I have no idea where we were going. But all of a sudden, an emu came running towards us. (laughs) Dad didn't have time to hit his brakes. And mind you, this is still here in Arkansas. We weren't anywhere else. This was down here in Arkansas. And my dad didn't have time to hit his brakes, so he hit the emu and uh, pretty much, no, he wounded it. It did not die on contact. They're like tough little shits. So a farmer comes walking out, 
and the emu's in the middle of the road and my dad goes hey i'm sorry uh is this yours and the farmer's like yeah that's one of mine i'm an is emu. this yours he, <laughs> he was an emu farmer and my dad they exist. my dad's like hey i'm sorry i didn't see it uh it just came running out in the middle of the road and uh the guy was like oh uh, he looked at the emu, and the emu was still kind of moving, but it was hurt bad. And the guy goes, oh, that sucks. Bang! Oh! <laughs> out a gun and shoots it. And then he looks at my dad, and he goes, is there any damage to your vehicle? And my dad goes, no, my truck is fine. Uh, my boards are fine. There's nothing wrong. And the farmer goes, all right, cool. Y'all want to have some emu soup? <laughs> Oh, we did oh. not stay for emu soup. We had wherever we were going, we were already in a rush. But there was a moment where my dad considered it. Emu soup actually sounds pretty interesting. I would try it. I've had been I've had kangaroo, so Ooh. I haven't had kangaroo, but that's that's a, there's a lot of animals I would try at least one. I have a lot of mental block with stuff like that. Like, not... I've never had alligator because I used to have, because I used to have a crocodile gecko and she looked like a little crocodile. Oh, and okay. so, like, my ex at the time, like, well, the guy I was dating at the time, we went down to Hot Springs and he was like, yeah, I'll order uh, alligator. I'm like, no, because he said it on the table. And I just looked down and all I saw was my little Amelia. And I was like, no, That's I cannot fair. eat my gecko. All I see is my gecko. I can't do this. I didn't eat Brussels sprouts for 33 years, for or for 30 years at least, because my mom told me that they were baby turtles, and I always had a mental oh block about it. Yeah, I was three, and I loved my mom, and she was just like, she was a new mom, and I'm, I'm her first kid, so she was trying to get me to relate to them and think that they were cool, and she, and I loved, obviously, I love the Ninja Turtles. I, like, I had my own Michelangelo pillow. He, he will always be my favorite. I love Miss Mikey. But she told me that they were baby turtles, and apparently I just looked down at them and just started wailing. And the first time that I've ever eaten, knowingly eaten, like, a whole Brussels sprout was when Tiff made them sometime earlier this year. Oh, okay. Yep. And now I make roasted Brussels sprouts every time I do roasted veggies. Because they're good. And they're full of good vitamins and minerals and all that, yada, yada. Uh, I'll tell you this. <laughs> At some point in the future, when we all go to New Orleans, you don't have to eat alligator, but I'm going to. I, I that's fine. But I really love alligator. It's that's so that is perfectly I fine. Your portion. Uh, you probably have to fight Jeremy over it. I've, I've, I've never told ate... him that's like my my dream trip is New Orleans. That is one of my sure. dream trips. That in Scotland. Hey, Jeremy, I know you're listening. Uh, I'll make it wrestle <laughs> you for the alligator. Oh yeah, he's listening. All right, he sent his rant uh, to the wrong chat the other day, and I laughed so hard. Yeah, but uh, uh, okay, Lorna, your emu story because mine's done. It's definitely not as epic as yours. But <laughs> I was one of my uh, friends lived in the houses not far from the Wrightsville Correctional Facility, and her neighbors had like emus. And we were just walking around. I was like seven, eight now. Oh, yeah, I was like eight or nine. And we were just walking around 
And the next thing I know is I hear this hiss and like from behind me, one of the girls starts screaming and like it had bent over the like it had like leaned over the fence towards her. It was like hissing at her, like trying to get to her. I was just like, oh my God. Yeah, no. And I already have issues with large birds anyways. So <laughs> I was just like, uh, uh. <laughs> oh, but speaking of large birds, my parents have Brahmas and they have a, a big old Brahma rooster and he's adorable and he's huge. He is the sweetest little thing. <laughs> he is so sweet. And you know, Brahmas are the chickens that have the feathers on their feet. Like it's, they're the big versions, the big yeah. chickens that have the, the feathers on their feet. You know, silky chickens are the little baby ones <laughs> that have the feathers on their feet. But his name is Hobbit. I named him. I love it. Because I mean, it seemed appropriate. <laughs> I, I want to meet Hobbit. I also want to meet Sunday. I think he's a fighter. We don't know where he is right now. Oh. They got attacked by some wild dogs, and he's been missing for almost oh. a week now. He's dragged his prey off, and he's eating them somewhere away from the other chickens. Honestly, he's probably hiding somewhere. Look, okay, my parents have a big habit of being adopted by animals. They don't go, like, I think Ruby's the only animal that they've actually gone out and adopted. Because everything else just kind of seems to show up. Like, cats have shown up. Um, we had foxes in the yard for, we had foxes in the backyard for a while. Um, uh, th 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 Sunday just randomly showed up and never left. <laughs> <laughs> and then I sent you guys the video of the horse that just, like, ran up into the backyard and was just staring at the back door. The cow. Like, the cows! It, I don't know what it is. I think my parents are like some kind of druid or something. Yeah. Well, no, my mom would probably be druid, but my dad is Norwegian and German, so he's like some kind of Viking seer medicine <laughs> man. But like seriously, they don't go out and actively seek these pets. Like that's how the whole chicken thing started. Like they have nineteen chickens right now, <laughs> and oh yeah, no, they have a huge, huge enclosure called Cluckingham Palace. <laughs> thank you thank you that was my idea but like that all started with sunday just randomly showing up and taking my, food my old art teacher would have a fit if she was at your parents house she is terrified of chickens um sunday was ornery but he was tiny so well he he is tiny because he's a bantam he's not even a whole pound of chicken of rooster but he's a feisty little little booger and like he'll he'll get you he's fast too because like you'll hear the little in the in like the pine needles in the grass and like he'll go to spur you but as soon as you like whack him like once or twice he's just like oh they used to have one which when any of their chickens pass like um it always hurts a little bit but not for this one little fucker his name was blanco and he was an asshole and I'm not talking like Sunday kind of ornery, cute little asshole sometimes. Can't be sweet. No, this fucker was just an asshole and I hated him. And so um, you can give a chicken a pretty decent whack on the head, especially a rooster, a pretty decent whack on the head and like they recover. 
but he was coming after me one day and I like baseball gripped like a decent size walking stick and took my swing <laughs> and he like went down like crowing like clucking and like squawking like crazy and he was just like break looked like he was break dancing on the ground I'm like oh my god I killed the chicken and then he got up like two minutes later and tried to go after me again I'm like are you serious I hate you He's question is that also how you took out the Pope no, no. We're, gonna we're gonna unravel the Pope mystery at some point you will never damn it Kyle I'm trying it. to eat you almost made me choke on my sandwich Got something else you can choke on, big boy. Wink. No. Is it a chicken sandwich? It is. I was asking Drew if he has a chicken sandwich. I want a chicken sandwich. No, it was from uh, Jimmy John's. It was their Italian nightclub. No, it sounds dirty. It does, but it's like... It's got like... Uh, capicola, salami. salami um, provolone cheese. Just a lot of this good stuff. Oh, provolone cheese is so good. It's like, uh, it's one of the cheeses that I'll use for, um, oh, prosciutto. My favorite snack from Kroger. Prosciutto. Prosciutto. One of the two. Prosciutto. I never, I never took Italian. My uncle would hit me if I said it wrong. <laughs> Drew, do you have an emu story before we? I do not. Okay. You got so excited. Uh, we... I was like, ooh. <laughs> I've only ever seen videos. Of Do you them have as... any random bird stories? Um, because you guys all know about the geese with me. I wish I could remember some of my birds stories. aren't real. They're spy cams. <laughs> I was hoping he would say that. Oh, my husband, everyone. I think, he, um, uh, listeners, I think he goes into a deep dive about that on his and Nathan's tangent episode. Yeah, they talk about conspiracy oh. theories. Which I'm so sad I missed that. Conspiracy theories. Um, Tomorrow's going to be the hot takes, and that's going to be a fun one. Yeah, I should be able to join that from the hotel, so. Um, I can't remember all of them, but my old art teacher, whenever she would leave, uh, she had to have a substitute. If we were good, when she came back, she would tell us a chicken story. Well, one of them, she was. This is why she's terrified of them. She was attacked by, by a chicken when she was a kid. By a chicken or a rooster? I, I think she it was either a chicken or a rooster. I'd, rooster, because she could only say wooster. Yeah, because they're evil little shits. Yeah. And um, it's not really a bird story, but all her students would torture her with something to do with chickens. Like, one time when she walked into her class, there was a chicken a chicken coop in her classroom with uh recorded someone recorded clucking and she thought they were actually chickens in her classroom another time a guy dressed up as a chicken to class <laughs> and i ended up making her a sonic the hedgehog character that was a chicken and named it after her nice she she looked at me like why do you do this like you told me things that make it easier to torture i don't know Ah, wrong button. But uh well I mean I was attacked by a cobra chicken once, but I was chased by one. Oh like a goose. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, was sitting, I was legitimately thinking, wait, what's a cobra? What's a cobra chicken? Well, 
I've already been lied to once because I found out what a mountain chicken is. Mm, fucking toad. Right? I wanted a big chicken. Well, there that's are. That's what a Brahma. Yeah, that's what's like. I want a bigger one. I want a chicken. Brahmas are huge. To work. Um. An ostrich. Yes. I know emus. Hey, no joke. Ostrich eggs go for a lot of money when you sell them. Yes, they do. I know. Uh, I've seen. There's this guy on TikTok that has an emu, and whenever he has to deal with it, he has a riot shield just to keep it away. I've seen that one. So and like, uh, uh, Devin, if you're listening, I'm still open to do an ostrich farm with you, dude. Come on, we can make a lot of money off of it. I mean, ostriches. There's an episode of Scrubs that has to deal with ostriches. See, there is. Yes, it's where the two main guys like oh, get trapped in a tree. That. Oh my god! I, I don't. I don't remember. That's why I'm. I'm gonna tell Jeremy. Jeremy, hear you say that. Tell him I said it. Let him yell at me. I don't remember. Okay. In a minute. <laughs> Honey! Who doesn't know about the ostrich episode of Scrubs? Give it a minute. Now we wait. Now we wait. Oh, I heard him running. Oh, no. Who doesn't know about the ostrich episode of Scrubs? Okay, so in the ostrich episode of Scrubs, there's a garbage man that has a uh, has a disease, and Turk and JD both feel bad about it, right? So they're and he's pretty much given up on life to trying to go and talk to him. He has an ostrich farm, and there's this one ostrich named Kevin that that likes to chase people around. He gets in their cars, steals Turk's kanga. Um, Is that why Ben named his his Kevin? possible i don't know we're talking about uncle farmer dad ben that's on okay, the no, I, I, I remember urban that ranch. no from the urban rescue ranch on youtube he's a tiktoker and youtuber but when he has you, a bunch uh, of raya when you and talk Kevin about it, I, I remember it now yeah i remember that episode now it's been so long since i've seen scrubs i can't remember everything yeah the garbage man makes uh ostrich hide belts out of their pelts he's yeah. fun stuff Interrupting Jeremy. Excuse me. Thanks for the shoes. All right. Y'all ready to go over the summer of the sharks? Go over the summer of the sharks while I go beat the mess out of my husband's butt. Ooh, woo. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Kyle. Teach me while I eat stuff. I kid, I kid. We do, we do not support domestic violence, Mm-mm. and we use That's a safe just, word. I was about to say, except for the consensual stuff. We use a safe word. All right. So, July sixth, an eight-year-old Mississippi boy named Jesse <laughs> Arbogast was bitten by a bull shark while standing in shallow waters. The bull shark- sharks are assholes. They are. Bull bull sharks and tiger sharks are probably some of the more aggressive ones. Uh, The shark measured about seven feet and bit off the boy's arm during the attack. Damn. It was then caught and killed after being dragged by its tail on shore by the boy's uncle. (laughs) It is Mississippi, so. Uh, 
the the uncle then reached into the shark's mouth, retrieved the boy's arm, and it was they were able to surgically reattach it. Not the uncle. They took him to a hospital for that. But well, the uncle was able to save the boy's arm. That's insane. Look, they're gonna he's gonna have a really good story now. When for the uh scar, like, how'd you get that? Like, oh, oh, let me tell you. Let me get my uncle. <laughs> Yo, uncle. Uh after this near fatal attack, uh News just kind of swarmed, eh, shark pun, all over this story. Uh, they did. They then started to hype up that shark numbers were on the rise. They showed footage of hundreds of sharks in the ocean just kind of gathered together, which was probably a video that was a couple of years old and of sharks like kind of migrating. Sounds about right. And, uh, yeah, it was a, uh, shark, it was a quote-unquote shark epidemic. There were two more- I remember this. There were two more fatal shark attacks, uh, one in Virginia and one in North Carolina. And so the, uh, there was a call to pass a leg- Legis- legislative thank you legislative to I control the problem legislative there we go or now, legislation can either one of you guess why the summer of sharks ended why the news suddenly did not care about the summer of sharks at all like because it was in 2001 yes and there was a certain event that happened in September. the last the last posting of sh- the Summer of the Sharks was September 10th, 2001. Yep. September 11th, 2001 was the Twin Towers attack and suddenly the shark problem that wasn't, re- actu- wasn't actually real didn't matter anymore. America had a new enemy. Uh, the summer of the shark has now become a story of people saying, "Look, don't believe everything the news is telling you," because uh, this was up until September 11th. There really wasn't anything going on, like in the news. It was kind of a boring start of the year, and then uh, the news needed something to cause people to pay attention to the news. They were losing ratings. So they kind of made up a story about a shark epidemic. In all actuality, there a young boy uh, did lose his arm in uh, July, and there were two fatal attacks. Those were true. But the hundreds of sar- sharks swarming the beaches were probably migrating sharks, maybe even <sighs> videos from a few years ago. Yeah. Yes, true. Kind of sounds like when we had the whole problem with clowns and all of a sudden they stopped. Look, I just want to say, no, I know why the clown problem stopped. Because there was a guy who got tired of it, 
started dressing up as Batman and he went and he beat up clowns in his local town that were threatening people. And now all the other clowns wanted nothing to do with it. I hope Batman is living his best life. Okay, because all I ever knew was about was about that, and all of a sudden there was nothing. No, straight up, there was a dude like towards the end of what the clown epidemic who decided to dress up as Batman and he would patrol around his town. And if he saw clowns doing the sorry, I thought something was behind me. If the clowns were doing like the trend or were threatening people, he would beat up the clowns. <laughs> like I'm... awesome. I like the media tends to do that to a lot of things like so so many like not fuzzy fun little creatures get a bad rap if they're not you know huggable snuggable pets boy I can't wait for January so I can ruin a bunch of animals for people oh I don't I'm all for it because if it's if it's animals going after people who are treating them like shit Good for them. Mm-hmm. I'm even gonna side with the alligator crocodiles. Uh, the alligator one, you might want to backtrack a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a little bit of a spoiler warning. Does it or, eat a dog? No, I'll tell you. So I'll tell you a little something after we cut off the recording. Okay. Well, I still like alligators. So. Oh yeah, and and this one has a fun name. Uh. Anyone else who's obsessed with man-eaters probably knows what alligator and crocodile I'm talking about. Especially the crocodile, since it's a very famous one. But, uh, yeah. You're talking about Lake Placid? No. (laughs) However, uh, this gator may have inspired Lake Placid. Sounds right. But it's going to be a while before we get to that one. Uh, but... Yeah, the Summer of the Sharks ended uh, because the 9-11 attack happened and suddenly the news had something more important to focus on rather than, ooh, sharks are scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, yeah, there's not really any pop culture. <laughs> Excuse me. Something mm-hmm. trying to escape. I mean, there's a ton of movies about sharks and shark attacks. And that's like, I think one of my favorite videos, you know, where like an expert breaks down like scenes from movies. Yes. There's a I marine biologist. Sent I sent you that one because she's so cute. She is. But there's a marine biologist and she goes like through all of these like really famous like shark movie scenes. And she's just like, that's wrong. That's wrong. No, it would actually be like this. Uh, no, no, no. I'm just like, yes, girls, speak the truth because sharks are like, yes, they're excellent predators, excellent predators, mm-hmm. but they're not vindictive. They're not out to, you know, get humans and they're just trying to live their life. They're trying to eat too. And they're like, they're, they're not technically man eaters. Usually. 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 And that's the thing. is like, they're not vindictive. People are like, make sharks, like, especially sharks in movies out to be like, villainous and vindictive. And it's just like, kind of want to root for the shark. You know, like in Deep Blue Sea? The shark I love was being that poked one and so prodded. much. 
What kind of sharks are those? Do you know? Uh, Some of the fastest sharks in the ocean. Mako sharks? Yes. I remember they were modified. <laughs> I yeah, was no, not expecting they, to be right. They were genetically modified and they were larger than they, are, than they really are. And they were made to be smarter, quote unquote, and more aggressive. One and it's just like Daniel L. Jackson. And didn't didn't uh-huh. one of them in one part of the movie didn't one of the actors get their arm bitten off by one? That was Stellan Skarsgård. Okay, so I have seen it. Okay, because I don't remember. I never saw the title, so I didn't know that was it. It was on TV one day, and I didn't know what it was. There's like six of them now. Oh, I think. Hey. I know there's a good bit of sequels. And also, don't we have a new shark movie coming out this year? It may have just... What, Requiem or something? Something Requiem? Requiem? We we Um, just had another shark movie coming out. Thomas Jane is in it. I know, he's the main guy. He has that really horrible blonde hair. Yep. Oh, LL Cool J's in it, too. I love LL Cool J in it. He plays the show. But uh, yeah, we just had another shark movie, which I'm kind of tired of shark movies. Like one of my favorite movies of Animal Attack was a Sam Raimi movie, The uh, Crawl. Have either one of y'all seen that? I started watching it, but then our internet went out and I never got back to it. But I want to see it. I love alligators. It was so good. And it wasn't a movie where it was like genetically modified alligators or anything like that. It was a movie where you're sitting there going, oh shit, it's kind of like Cujo. This is something that could happen. Mm-hmm. It was so good. Okay, so Cujo and like movies kind of like that give me like super bad anxiety. Like I was like, I was sitting here like wringing my hands like crazy and I've seen Cujo a couple of times before, but like the most recent one, I'm just sitting here like wringing my hands. I'm like, oh, I can't do this. I just appreciate it. And it's like, it's giving me so much anxiety. I think like I know it's there. Movie. Hmm? I think we're supposed to get a new Cujo movie here soon. I, I think one studio company bought the rights to a lot of Stephen King books and they're going to remake them. Because I know uh, Pet Cemetery and Carrie were announced and then we got their movies. And I think I like the new Carrie movie. The new Carrie. This is somebody. Right. This is coming from somebody who really likes. Who, who's that? That's my favorite Stephen King book too. Uh, I think Cujo was part of that group. Uh, if I, they do it, they better do it right. Because you know why? Why? The mom and the son die. Yes. I'm just like, no, it shouldn't be a happy ending. No. And then we're getting a new Cujo book. Well, it's not a Cujo book. It's a sequel to Cujo uh, okay. called Rattlesnakes. Old and- Yeller. <laughs> I think Old Yeller is a sequel. <laughs> so I'm a terrible person. No, it's called, it's Stephen King and it's called, uh, rat- it's either called Rattlesnakes or Rattlesnake Pit, something like that. And all we know is the story is either about two four-year-olds that fall into a rattlesnake mating ball 
Or there's a scene where two four-year-olds fall into a rattlesnake mating ball. They're dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so I, 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 it was just announced uh, earlier this year, I think, or late last year. So it's going to be a little bit before it comes out. But I'm re- and it's Stephen King said it is a sequel to Cujo because it's not going to have supernatural elements. It's going to be about people falling into a snake pit, and that's a natural occurring event. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited. I'm I'm going to read that book when it comes out. I'm excited for that one. Guys, don't get me wrong. I love it when when Stephen King is on that supernatural spooky shit. Oh yeah. When he does, I I prefer his shorter novels. When he does a story about something that could actually happen, oh, that's spooky. That's some spooky stuff. That that's why. Um. That's why I like quarantine so much. Like, I don't dig a lot of zombie movies, but that's just because my mind is like, this could be reality one day. Yeah. And especially with rabies. And as much as it changes your brain, it's completely plausible. Now I'm just picturing the the Johnny Depp in one of the Friday or Nightmare on Elm Street movies where he does the this is your brain, this is your brain on drugs. Oh god, that was such a good scene. That was a good little cameo. But now it's just like, this is your brain. This is your brain on rabies. (laughs) 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 I bet you uh, he had fun coming back to be in Nightmare on Elm Street working with Robert again. I'd like it if he got to come back for it. uh, Because we're due for another Freddy movie. We just got to the point where we can have another Jason. Ma'am, I will feed you in a minute. I just hate that Robert won't come back for Freddy. Because it got too much for him. It's it's why Bruce Campbell won't do Ash anymore. Also, like in his 70s. No, 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 no. I I mean, like, when the last Nightmare ended, because the character got too much into his head. Oh, like he is Jack... also in his seventies. So. Yeah. Well, like why? Why Jack Nicholson stopped being Joker? Because he got well. Why he warned Heath Ledger about it? And also, you know, Joker died at the end of that movie. And he was supposed to come back, though. It was the fourth, third, or fourth. If Tim Burton had gotten had stayed on, there was going to be a movie where. Uh, the race car drive, the uh, cycle. When Dick Grayson stole the Bat- Batmobile and went to the underground drag racing. Okay. The guy running the races. Uh, was supposed uh, to be Scarecrow. Yeah. His name mm-hmm. in the credits is Jonathan Crane. He was supposed to be Scarecrow. No, 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 no. Wasn't, uh, no, 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 no. Wasn't that the fourth one? Because it's supposed to be him and Barbara doing the motorcycle racing. Yep, four. Because three was, was it might have been of. the fourth one then. I'm like, I know I'm not crazy because the third one was also, the instruction of uh, Robin. The fourth one, he has Nightwing suit. Yes, he yep. does. And the In fourth the one, fifty two design. Yes. <laughs> but I um, pointed that out. I pointed that out to Jeremy, and I was just like, "Hey, babe, take away his cape." 
he was just like, oh, like, yup. He also yep. called himself Nightwing when he was trying to run through names. He was like, hey, what should I call myself? Batboy, Nightwing, and mm-hmm. he rambled off a couple of other names. But uh, I remember that. <laughs> if Tim Burton had gotten to stay on, it, the first movie was going to be Joker. The second movie was Catwoman and Penguin. Uh, and then I think the third movie was going to be Scarecrow and Harley Quinn. And Harley Quinn was Joker's daughter. And there was going to be a scene where uh, Scarecrow hit Batman with the fear toxin and Jack Nicholson was going to come back as Joker and kind of fuck with Batman's brain for a little bit. Hmm. For those of you that can't see us, which should be all of y'all, if you can see us, we need to have a conversation. (laughs) But uh, when I mentioned Harley Quinn being Joker's daughter, Lord, his eye twitched. It was hilarious. I don't like that. Yeah. But, I mean, that's everything I got for this episode. Like, like I said, this was going to... Well, we went over an hour. Yay. And, you know, we talked about two silly events. Uh, the takeaway from these two stories is, one... Don't underestimate emus. Don't trust your government. And don't trust the news. And don't trust the government. And don't trust the government. Look here, FBI agent that listens to our podcast. The one that might see us. You know. Who knows I'm not wearing pants right now. Neither am I. High five. Drew, are you wearing pants? Yes, because I didn't change into sleep shorts yet. I'm wearing a dress and a sweater. I'm wearing nothing. Oh, God. You have a green shirt on. That's paint. See, no, I can very see. Good ah! You just pulled your skin off. <laughs> and Pyramid Head didn't do it for him. I mean, Pyramid probably does do it for him. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, he does. <laughs> All right. Announcements. This will probably be out after the fact. So I'm just gonna assume we all had an amazing time at the Ren Fair seeing each other and then having the bonfire and drunk Uno. It's supposed to be so nice. I can't like wait. 62 degrees is the high on Saturday in Hot Springs, and I'm so excited. Yes. I've got 99% of my costume ready. I just have to go to my brother's house and pick up my mask. and then, Or, I guess, hood. And then it is done. I got the last piece of mine the other day. Yay. Mine's ready. <laughs> On. Yeah, if, if y'all see us at a Ren Fair or a con, you want to come say hi, do it. Most of us are nice. Nathan's kind of a dick. So is Jeremy. Yeah, but so is Kyle. But I love him. So is Nathan, though. <laughs> I'm kind of hot. Um. All right, announcements. Even though we've already been in announcements, yes, you're. Did you just try to do Whoa. the hair flick? Yeah. Oh God. Because more hair. announcements. Uh, 
tomorrow. And so the episode's already going to be out by the time this comes out. But uh, we're doing tangents. Right now, the setup is pretty much just going to stick with Nathan, Jeremy, Drew, and Kyle. And if we have a guest on, yay. Uh, but tomorrow, we're going to each talk about some hot takes we have about movies, oh, video games. I know Jeremy has some, and I have some. And I know Jeremy and I have some that align together. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be a good time. I've got one recent one. Ooh, I can't wait. Uh, is there any other announcements? I don't think so. Uh, Common Sense has three episodes ready to go. Two now. One's been posted. Well, I mean, yeah, but that's why it's like we're probably not recording one this Sunday because of I'll be busy at the Ren Fair, so we're covered. Yeah, yeah. Which your one of the episodes will probably be out uh tomorrow because i'm gonna try to get last week's episode of crypto up and an episode of common sense up before it's ever in fair oh yeah uh now lorna what are you doing next week deities of death oh boy that's gonna be fun yes i will be choosing several if you guys would like to participate I do. Please let me know your favorite. You it's each get to pick one. Death, Deities right? of death. I already got mine. Okay, well, send it to me in the group chat so I don't go over it and I don't research it. But yeah, if you guys would like to each choose one and explain why they are your favorite and give the background on them, more than more than welcome to. And I will go over a few of my favorites as well. Yay. And then December, we're each going to cover Yule Creatures, and we are going to have the anniversary episode. <laughs> and then January... One whole fucking year, my dude! I know. And then Hard to believe. January, I start talking about animals eating people. I do. I will hopefully have... We will have a guest host for my episode because I want to do Scottish cryptids. We're going nice. to get them on. We'll find Including Nessie. Yes. I need. I got to plan out In February, since it will be my birthday month, I'm going to be going over my absolute favorite fucking supernatural being of just amazingness. And it's probably going to be a series thing. Because there's a lot of them. Vampires. Yes. I didn't do the alien thing, but I did. Vampires. <laughs> uh, that does remind me. I do have another announcement. Because it does affect uh, December. Because for my birthday. Uh, I am going to do a special episode of Tangents. Where I'm going to run a game show. Where the contestants. Which will probably be you guys, and maybe some others in our little group chat, will each try to get information about me. It's going to be like my favorite things, stuff like that. And then the winner is going to get a $50 Amazon card. Holy shit! <laughs> well, I'll do so my best. Y'all have a month to try to figure out all the information about me y'all need to. I'm not going to tell y'all what the questions will be or anything like that. So... 
y'all have, and I'm going to send this to the group chat here in a little bit, but y'all have a month to uh, study up on Kyle. Oh, God. Cool. <laughs> also, significant others don't get to help you. They count as their own contestant. So if Truett or Jeremy want to play, which I'm sure Jeremy will want to, then he's going to have to be on his own. Y'all can't help each other, Ash. I know you and Nathan cheat. <laughs> What's your uh, least favorite food? I'm not going to put that out there. I know but it. Everyone know is going to have to do their own research. And if y'all want to, like, just by yourselves, compare notes, that's up to y'all. But this isn't going to be a game where there's going to be a group win. It's all for themselves. <laughs> Bet. But yeah, uh, that, that dumb. Uh, <laughs> right now, I am shooting to do that. Uh, I think the 29th, because that's a Thursday. Yeah, the 29th or 30th. Uh well, we'll have to see what Nathan's schedule looks like in the future. And yours. And yours. And mine. Because I'm going <laughs> to try to get my birthday off. Because if I counted my days right, I have the 29th and 30th off already. So I'm going to try to get the 28th off and just have a three-day party weekend. I'll say, yeah. look, if you get your birthday off, we're you get to do, you have to do something other than a game show over Zoom. Okay. Yeah. You can have, yeah, I don't know. We'll celebrate it for New Year's Eve or something. Yeah. Bet. All right. All right. Well, Lorna, do your thing. Until next time, stay out of the shadows. Watch out for emus. Damn it, I was going to say that. <laughs>